Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all of these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord." and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him. As you yourselves know, this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here with us to this day. But he was a prophet, and he knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. 
Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we're all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Now when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The group was gathered together on the day of Pentecost according to the command of Jesus. Jesus had told them to remain in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came on them and empowered them to be His witnesses. So they were gathered on Pentecost. I want to just give a little view at the Old Testament understanding of Pentecost. The Jews believed that the Torah, the Ten Commandments, the Word of God, was given at Mount Sinai on the first Pentecost. The first Pentecost was reckoned uh, 50 days after their exodus from Jerusalem during Passover. So they're at Mount Sinai, and the Lord came down and gave them the Ten Commandments and um, many of the uh, the words that are contained now in the first five books of Moses. But that first group at the Pentecost at Mount Sinai saw the fire of God come down on the mountain. Collectively, they had a, a revelation of the one true God appearing there on the mountain. In addition to the fire of God, the voice of God spoke. And according to Jewish tradition, the voice of God spoke on that first Pentecost in every known language. And so once again, the Holy Spirit is about to fall. In the first Pentecost, it involved fire coming down on the mountain. The second Pentecost, fire is going to appear. In the first Pentecost, there was the language of God, the Word of God spoke to the, those that were collectively gathered there, and again, according to Jewish tradition, in every known language. Once again, the voice of God is going to speak, but this time, the voice of God is going to speak through the believers in languages they have not learned. And so in verse 2 of Acts chapter 2, we read, Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. 
all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit enabled them. And so the first revelation of God coming on Mount Sinai was a corporate visitation in the sight of all the people. This visitation on the Pentecost in the book of Acts, individually, the power of God rested on individual disciples of Christ, on individual Jews. They were each individually filled with the Holy Spirit. They were each individually enabled to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit came on them and empowered them. Now, I want to tell you, they were not preaching in tongues. They were glorifying God and declaring the wonders of God in their own tongues. In verse 11, it says specifically, the hearers said these words, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. And so they weren't preaching the gospel. How do I know that? Because they were mocked. And those that were listening to them thought they were drunk. Then in verse 5, it says, They were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't these people who are speaking Galileans? How is it then that we hear our native languages? And then Peter gets up and says in verse 15, These people are not drunk, as you suppose. And so there was this thought that some of them were saying, this is drunkenness. They were not convicted from hearing the language spoken in tongues, although they were hearing the men glorify God in languages they didn't know. They were not hearing the gospel message. But Peter got up, freshly empowered by the Holy Spirit of God, and began to preach. Peter's message was understood and anointed by the Holy Spirit. In verse 36, he said, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. And when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what do we need to do? I want to remind you, when they heard everyone speaking in tongues, they mocked them and said they're drunk. But here they were convicted under the power of the Holy Spirit as Peter preached the gospel. And so the gift of tongues was not so that you would preach the gospel in other language. The gift of tongues was evidence that the Holy Spirit had fallen and enabled the people to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Peter is the example here. He's the witness. And so he says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit as well, the promises for you and your children. Verse 41 those who accepted his message and were baptized and about were about 3,000 who were added to their number that day. And so when all the believers were filled with the Spirit, began to, to uh, speak in tongues, nobody was convicted. Nobody got saved. But Peter, after being empowered by the Spirit to be a witness of Jesus Christ, was able to preach and 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. Now, I believe that there's a broader application for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe in a prayer language. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in all those things. But the primary reason the Spirit was poured out on earth was to empower God's people to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. There's much, much more there, but that's the primary purpose. So, Lord, I pray that we would agree with your word Lord, that we would tarry until we've received the power to be your witnesses. Lord, may the Holy Spirit of the living God come on every listener who has not been baptized to date in your spirit. Lord, I pray that those who love you and know you would be empowered now like never before to speak your gospel 
and seek conviction and repentance and salvation, just like Peter did on the Pentecost recorded in Acts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.